welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We are happy you're here. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. Thank you, Shabby. Brilliant storytelling. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's so good to be here this morning and um, it's just so good, isn't it? Together with such amazing music. We're so blessed just to be able to gather and sing like this. And uh, when it comes to, to Christmas, we've heard the story that Ash has just told us, and that story encapsulates something profound. This year I've been um, talking to our, our team here at church about to define what the good news of Jesus really is. And if I ask you that question now, you may have known Jesus for a long time. You might still be trying to work all this out. But this is one in your mind, what would you think, what's the first thing that comes to your mind is what the good news really is? And you will all have something. But what I want to, to sort of challenge us all with today is that the first thing that comes to your mind is only a small part of it. That you can never actually wrap your mind around how amazing this good news of Christmas actually is. If you think I can say it in 25 words and less or less and win a prize... You haven't got it. I read this amazing quote about the the good news of Jesus once that said, the the good news of the gospel is an ocean big enough for an elephant to swim in, but a pool shallow enough for a child to wade in. Because it's deep and profound, but it's also so simple that a child can understand it. And so today I'd like to pray that you would ask God to expand your mind, to see the vastness of the ocean of the good news, but also to have the simplicity that even you, regardless of how old you are, in the scheme of things, you are a child when it comes to understanding life and all its fullness. So can I, I'd just like to pray for you for that and, and ask God in your heart as I pray that you have a clearer picture of who he is today. Father, we thank you so much for how profound you are. And Father, I pray that you'll remove from us any minimalist thinking that we have this all worked out. Expand our hearts and minds today, Lord. May we go on a journey for the rest of our lives where we explore this beautiful ocean of the depth of your love and this good news that we receive at Christmas. But may we be confident enough to wade in this shallow pool where we can understand you a little more every day. And grow in your love. In Jesus' name. Amen. So one thing that the Bible tells us about the good news of Jesus, which we don't always um, don't always talk about, is this. It's in 1 John 1, 5. And the John, this is a letter written by a man called John who was one of Jesus' closest friends. In fact, John called himself the disciple that Jesus loved because he felt really loved by Jesus. That's how he describes himself. And this is what he says is the message. This is the message. He said, And this is the message we have heard from him. And in another translation it says, we've heard from the beginning. This is the message. And announced to you, God is light. And in him there's no darkness at all. God is light. Have you thought, you know, when I said what is the good news, did anyone think of that first, that God is light? And in him there is no darkness at all? I'm interested to know actually. Anyone think of that first? No. And that's what it says. This is the message. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. That is the message. 
Now what I love, because I really love to explore this idea about light, that right in the very beginning of the Bible, in Genesis with the creation of the world, it says that the earth was dark and void and it was sort of a chaotic, dark picture. And God said, let there be light. But that light was not the sun because that's not created for a few days. There's this light. And what is this light? What is this light that, that came that dispelled darkness right at the start of creation? What is this light that is the good news, that light is the, and that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all? Well, um, one theologian, Albert Barnes, describes it like this. Light in the scriptures is the emblem of purity, truth, knowledge, prosperity, and happiness. And darkness is the opposite. So light, it doesn't say that God is a light, but he is light itself. He is light. And he is everything to do. This light is, uh, is really the fullness of life. And it's light, this is something that is deeper than the deepest ocean that you can't quite get your mind around. But every heart here is longing for this light. Every part is longing for the truth and the purity and the goodness and the kindness and the happiness and the joy that comes from this fullness of life which is described as light it's interesting that it describes it as light because we human beings need something that we can grasp onto to get a bigger picture of um of spiritual and eternal realities and so light is something that you all you we all understand from a very early age we understand light then there's, if you start to read this through the Bible and you look for light, you'll find it all the time. It's not just a couple of little verses. It is everywhere. And as you start to, to meditate on it, because the Bible is a book that's not just to be read for information. You, you read it and you think about it more because it's like clues that help you understand more the, the eternal truths of life and why you're here and how the world came into being. And so... It says in uh, James 1.17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Some translations say whatever is good and perfect is a gift that comes from the Father of lights. So here's a little indication of what light is. Think of everything that is good that you love. And it can be anything. It can be the people in your world. It can be the last amazing holiday that you had. It can be a great dinner that you had. It can be a little gift that someone gave you. And all those good things are just a little emblem. They are a gift from the Father of lights. Everything good, everything good in the world, whether you believe in him or not, doesn't change his attitude towards you. He continues to give. He continues to bless. He continues to love you. And then John himself in his gospel when he wrote the story of Jesus said this, the one who is the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world as he talked about Christmas. So what's coming into the world is light and it's this purity, joy, happiness, it's essence of life is coming into the world. And Jesus said to the people, I am the light of the world if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life. So he came as the light of the world. So just a few things about light that you actually know. And as you look at these little things about light, consider what they tell you about God because this, the picture of physical light is um, an image to give you a greater understanding of who God really is. So the first thing is light dispels darkness. You know that. 
because you go into a dark room and you turn the light on so that you can actually see. Light immediately dispels darkness. It's not slow. You don't turn the light on and then gradually the light fills the room. It's just instantaneous. Light dispels darkness. And when you have his fullness of life in your light, darkness is dispelled. And darkness, you, you, you can even have darkness within you. We all do. When we're worried and afraid and depressed and anxious, you, you know that feeling. It actually feels dark. Have you ever felt darkness? Where, where things are not feeling good, That's, but light dispels darkness. Light itself cannot be seen, but reveals everything in its presence. So you can't actually see God, but when you, when you find him, he brings light into every situation. Light cannot be grasped or held. You know, sometimes we think, as I said at the start, what's the good news to you? And you have a little thing and you think, I can grasp that. And that is so wrong. You, you, God is bigger than you can ever grasp or hold. If you think you understand him totally, if you think you have him all worked out, you don't know who you're talking about. I mean, truly, do you think you have the person next to you, even people you live with, do you think you know them totally and you have them all worked out? And then think of yourself. Do you know yourself totally and do you have yourself all worked out? Or sometimes do you find yourself doing and saying things that you think, that's not me. So if you can't even understand yourself, how can you grasp God? He can't be grasped or held. Light fills all space available to it, but it will not invade space closed to it. To be filled with the light, the fullness of life, you can close yourself to it. Light can be everywhere at once. Light is never consumed or exhausted by anything in its presence. God never gets weary. He never gets tired. His love flows on day after day. Light is an illumination enabling us to find our way. So when we say God is light, here's another aspect of him. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to live. You follow him. You get out the scriptures, you read it, you, you don't always understand it, but you do it because it's illumination that's going to lead to fullness of life. Light is communication by written words and symbols to our mind. Actually, God communicates with us every day. When you're filled with his light, he will speak to you. Lie in bed at night, he'll speak to you, he'll comfort you. Light is colour, revealing incredible beauty around us. Light is warmth, giving comfort. Light is energy producing power. And this light is, is also the most consuming power in the universe. Light is speed from here to there in an instant. Light is essential for growth and healing. What grows in the dark? One of my kids, I won't say which one, left a ham sandwich in their school bag for the summer holidays once. Things grew in the dark. So things that grow in the dark are not always what you want. You want the things that grow in the light. It, that produced life, though, I have to say, that sandwich. has quite a lot of life. And light fades the further we move from its source. And you can move from its source. So I have this beautiful picture so to, to help you see that God is amazing and he is actually everything, everything your heart is yearning for. And then we read this beautiful thing in Matthew when we come to Christmas. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. You know, when I, I have four children and uh, when, you know, if you've had children, you know that through that nine-month period, you're thinking about what am I going to call my kids? And um, we, we've come up with names that we, we don't know who our kids are going to be or what they're going to turn out like or what they're going to be good at or what's going to make them happy. But we, we like to find names that mean something strong that they can grow into. 
But this is the reverse. In this case, God chooses the name because he knows exactly who this is and exactly what he's going to be like. And he says his name will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Therefore, you have this light, but this light is not a thing. This light is a person. And this light comes into the world, as Asher was saying, in a very approachable form, in this humble little baby that everyone can approach. Not born in a palace where no one could have access to, but born in a stable, in a manger, so that everyone can walk in and meet this king. And God is saying, I am big and I'm expansive. I am joy. I am hope. He's not one who knows joy. or He is joy. He is hope. He is peace. In fact, he is the prince of peace. He is kind and he is good. He is all-powerful and all-consuming. And he holds everything in his hands. And he says, this baby will be called Emmanuel, which means God, this amazing, massive God with you, if you want him to be. Jesus said, I am the light of the world and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. And if you picture God in your life, if you just picture, where, where do you see God in your life at the moment? Do you see him um, distant, maybe non-existent? Do you see him next to you, but rather small? How big is he in your mind's perception of him? Where is he right now, wherever you are in your life? Where is God right now? Because where he can be if you surrender to him is everywhere. If you think of him, he will encompass you. So don't think of you and God about your size standing next to you. Think of you and this great God who can encompass you in his love and his protection. But then think of this God who is behind you. He's protecting your back. Then there's this God who's before you. He is a light to your path. He's leading you. He's guiding you. But then he's this God who's beside you with his arm around you saying, I'm with you. I'm speaking to you all the time. But then he's also this God who is within you, if you allow him to be. And he becomes your courage and your strength. He becomes your hope. He becomes your peace when you are struggling to find peace. He becomes your joy in your times of despair. He becomes your comfort in times of grief and sorrow and pain. He gives you faith when all the odds seem against you. He builds up a faith that seems ridiculous. But he brings faith and then you hang on to that faith and then you see him do things powerfully that would never have happened before. And so how do you live in this? Because sometimes we think this is for, this is for really good people. This is for people who get it all. And it's not even for people who get it all. You don't even have to understand it all to have this light of life, this fullness of light. The angel as we heard up here before, said this, don't be afraid, Mary. When the angel came to speak to her about she was going to give birth to the Son of God, he said, don't be afraid because you have found favour with God. So you found favour with God. And this favour comes from a word that is also similar to the word grace, which means you have special honour. It's like a privilege. You've, you've become in, in privilege with God. And the interesting thing about the favour for Mary is that 
she didn't she wasn't going necessarily looking for it but she had found it because she has this ability as we read in Luke 138 where she says I am the Lord's servant may your word to me be fulfilled she trusts you find the favor with God the favor with God is for everyone because as we read when the angel spoke to the shepherds he said glory to God in the highest and peace on, on and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests what I want to tell you today is that God's favour is there for everyone. His favour, his grace, his kindness, his mercy, a free gift is there for everyone. But you have to allow it to rest on you. It's not as if he says, I like you better than you. The favour is for everyone. But you have to let it rest on you. And Mary knew how to let it rest on her. And so did these shepherds. And that's simply, I'll trust you. I'll trust you when I don't understand it. I'll trust you when I can't work it all out. I'll trust you in the good times and I'll trust you in the bad times. It's simply faith. Jesus himself said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? He's just looking for faith. It says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is impossible to please God because you have to first believe that he exists and secondly, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him just because they trust. Just trust. You don't even get it all. You trust people who know more than you do like when I go to an accountant, I have a friend here who who's, works with my accountant and she knows this, that um, I trust them because I really don't get it. I trust them and uh, they do a good job because they know more than I do. And I don't actually need to know everything that they know. I just need to trust them. And you don't actually need to know everything God knows because you can't, but you can trust him. And so this favour, another word for favour is demonstrated delight. So God is showing he's demonstrated delight in you. But what you'll notice about the favour on Mary is this, that it wasn't always easy. So the favour on Mary was not just for herself. She actually found fullness of life and she learned to trust. But the favour for her was to bring the Son of God into the world that you and I today would be blessed. And the favour of God resting on you is not just for you to sit back and relax and say, well, that's it, I have his favour. No, the favour for you is that you will become more like him. And when you become more like him, your love increases, your kindness increases, your patience increases, your power increases, your mercy increases. Jesus said that um, people will know that people will know that you belong to him by the way you love. Perhaps you've seen people and you've turned away from God because they didn't have love. But that doesn't mean that they are like Jesus. Just look to Jesus if you want to know what God the Father is actually like. And so today God is saying to you, will you let my favour rest on you? you know, if you want to let something rest on you, you have to be still. That's the, all you have to do. You have to be still. There's a verse in the psalm that says, be still and know that I am God and that you don't have to worry because I have everything in my hands and I love you. And so he sent his son in the world, into the world to give you his favour, to show his delight in you, to say to you, I love you and I am light. I am the fullness of life and will you rest so that and trust me. And that's the choice he gives us today. You don't understand it all. 
it won't always be easy. But as he fills you with his light and his life and you surrender your life to him, he said, will you take this wherever you go? And sometimes you'll be in difficult situations and it doesn't mean his favour is not on you. Sometimes you'll be in devastating situations that does not mean his favour is not on you. It means his favour is in you to bring life into all of those situations because you have said, I want to be like you. And what you see with God in this whole story is that God doesn't just know how to be humble. He is humility because the one who created the entire universe came to, to be with us as a helpless babe in poor circumstances. He just doesn't know how to be humble. He is humility. And as you come to trust in him, what you will need is that humility that says, I don't know it all. I don't understand it all. I can't work it all out. But I know that you are life and you are joy and you are hope and you are peace. And I want that within me. But more than that, I want to be a vessel through whom others can experience fullness of life. So let's pray together. And I, I really believe that um, as you're sitting here today that God wants everyone to experience more fully his love. He wants to break down barriers that are stopping you really living in his love. Maybe perceptions of him that have been a blockage to you. Maybe hurts from other people or from life itself that's been a blockage to you. Maybe things that you've prayed for and you haven't seen that answer and it's become a blockage for you. Or maybe just strange ideas of God that you had when you were growing up that is harsh, critical, angry, judgmental. And, and I believe God wants to, to blow all those ideas off you today and to allow you to have your eyes open to see the fullness of his life and his light today. So allow me to pray for you. And as I pray, if you agree with me in your heart, I know that God is very present. He's behind you and he's before you. He's above you and he's all around you. He's beside you. And if you would like, he can be within you as well. But he won't force his way in. You have to invite him. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we call you Father because you love us and we are your children. And Father, regardless of who we are or what we do, you love all your children equally. And you pour your favour out on all of us equally. But Lord, may we be ones who receive that favour. And the honour of your favour, Lord, may we become humbly before you, seeing that this favour is not something that we've earned, but that we receive because you love us. And so may we come humbly at this Christmas and, and see your humility in the, the babe, Jesus, your incredible love for us. And Lord, I pray for each one of us today that... As we open our hearts to you, you will fill us with your light, that light that is so great we will never fully understand it. But fill us with your light, your love which is so wide and so high and so long and deep that we will never grasp at this side of eternity. And maybe even then we will spend eternity learning to grasp the fullness of your love. But Lord, I pray for each one of us today, by the miracle of your Holy Spirit, as this miracle occurred at Christmas, may your miracle occur in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. May you have a safe and blessed week.